0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman Podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer director of the film Hall Bull Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amanu, the writer director of Aviation. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Knife Fire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Kellen Brusack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Benoit Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Bern, the director of Allies, a Stewart, Paint the screen.com up in my bottom piece. Here that is my motorcycle running and tracking off motherfucking snake, genius, with Dom, Dean Peter, and Chris. I'm Neil Johnson. I directed *Road Warrior* and *The Time War*, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From hate to greed. Hello.
1: Bonjour, Mister Dyer. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I am doing all right. That is about as much French as I know. I probably know a little bit more, <laughs> but you know, I don't want to confuse people. Oh yeah, I am doing okay. Thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm still trying to slow down time because I'm not back at work till the first of May. Doing okay, not too bad. Yeah, um, I went out the other day. That's, that's a good way to remind yourself why you don't go out really. gonna <laughs>
0: <I'm laughs> kind of Well, as long as you didn't take a trip down to Harrods, I've seen the photos again. No, I didn't go to Harrods.
1: I did go. I did go to Chester Zoo, which Chester Zoo itself is amazing. And mm-hmm. the staff at Chester Zoo are amazing, and the layout of Chester Zoo is amazing. But there's a lot of people wander around, and I think they think that the the virus was, in fact, switched off at midnight, like a couple of days before. Oh, so, yeah. And, and I were doing a lot of the weaving in and out and bobbing in, away from people and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, it was not as bad as when we got back into Manchester, and we're like, did this, this lot even know there was a pandemic? do they not care so that was kind of scary mm-hmm. and then we went out yesterday uh yeah because it's sunday today we went out yesterday to pick up my new glasses again but mm-hmm. i'll get onto those and of, oh, do you remember the days when you used to have to wear a mask on a bus although uh, oh, oh, <laughs> those were the days i'm not even kidding there was more people not wearing masks than there were wearing masks and the driver not for a second was stopping people it was like because mm-hmm. we ended up counting we're like okay that's two that don't okay that's one that does oh there's another three that don't and not to disparage a certain age group but they're all the same the same sort of age group that don't mm-hmm. if you notice it and, and i'm sure not and i'm not saying everybody within that age group doesn't wear one but the majority of people who opted just to not even bother wearing a mask were all of a certain age group Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've had this conversation before. It's like, you're not telling me that every single one of those has an underlying health condition when they don't have to wear a mask?
0: No, not at all.
1: So it was uh, very, very annoying. But uh, I think we both decided, well, we're good. We, uh, we don't need to go out again anytime soon. But it was very, very nice getting out, having a wander around Chester Zoo, which was very well organised, They only let a certain amount of people in. They had signs mm-hmm. everywhere, which... Uh, I always figured if there was a sign saying one way only, that's what it meant. But some people obviously had a dispensation where they didn't have to, and they would just walk down the wrong <laughs> way of a one-way thing. So <sighs> why have we not punched people when we've gone out? Why? I, I'm surprised there hasn't been more instances of people just going out smacking idiots.
0: I'm really surprised. You know, I'm I'm all for uh, the police walking around with um, cattle bruds. Yes, yeah,
1: same. Absolutely the same, but it was very nice to get out. The weather was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. It was very strange because this is the longest trip that I've done where I've worn a mask. Yeah, because this was like the first time I've been out of my postcode. So we we caught like a one-hour bus from here to Manchester, which was fully masked. So by the time you get off at the, in Manchester, you're like, wow, I need to take this mask off. That's by I, I need fresh air. I need fresh air. So we did that, and then we got to the train station, and that was probably about an al- another hour's trip chester so we had the mask on again some didn't obviously because i don't know whether you have to wear them on trains pretty sure you do but some people obviously got a different memo um and obviously same age group i think it's the same age group they don't have to wear a mask and uh, so we had the mask on again and then whenever we went in any inside areas in chester zoo which was few and far between because we would be like well that's indoors so we won't bother but sometimes you had to walk through one to get to the other side type thing And then we obviously had the trip on the way back. So the day after, it was like, my throat hurts. Oh, no, (laughs) because we're not used to wearing a mask for that amount of of time. But, uh, you know, it was all right. It was nice to get out. We were very exhausted by the time we got back in because we were out for a whole 10 hours. That was a long day. (laughs) We walked and everything. It was uh, very strange. Our poor old legs were kind of dead when we got back in. But it was nice Mm -hmm. to get out. you what have done any day trips or anything like that since since they switched the virus off he said flippantly
0: no day trips um for the first time in 12 months we had visitors yesterday so um we had visitors in the garden nicely social distanced um there was a good um i believe four meters gap between us uh, at a minimum um and uh you know friends were over for for about 3 hours mm-hmm. um i sat there chatting and uh, my body doesn't know what's hit it because come today, I, I've got a sunburnt face. <laughs> how, how <was laughs> My it? body's like, what are you doing? You went out. You haven't been out in 12 months.
1: How was it communicating with... I mean, this is not sort of any judgment on your friends, but it's like, how was it communicating with people face-to-face for that amount of time? Did it come back naturally, or had you kind of forgotten some of it? Because I think I'd probably forget.
0: Well, it, it was very natural, you know what I mean? It, um, it, it was... Yeah, you just sunk right back into it and it was really nice. Um, but in my mind always is, you know, there's the line, you don't get too close. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got Addy playing um, and, uh, you know, you'd be like, just watch where you're going, Addy.
1: That's what I found at Chester Zoo. I was saying this to air. I said, it's not so much the adults because you can mm-hmm. tell when an adult's being an idiot, but it's like, it's the toddlers. Mm-hmm. And I was talking younger than Addie's age, because you could say to Addie, don't do that, don't do this, and she would know exactly yeah, what you're on about. Does. But there's lots of toddlers running around, and they don't know, and they mm-hmm. don't care. So they will, you'll be walking down some path, some toddler will head right for you, <laughs> literally like, quick <laughs> jump in the line enclosure, there's a child going to get near us. So that's kind of, that was one of the major downsides, I think, about going out, proper yeah. out was that the toddlers don't know. And then it still freaks me out. I do not understand the logic where um, kids don't wear masks. I'm not talking toddlers, but, you know, like children. Yeah. Like Adi's age, I'll use Adi as an example. And obviously we've not, we've not actually met for like, was it like two years or something now? Who knows? Yeah. A few decades. But you'll see parents. I really want to witness one of these conversations where it's like you'll see parents who are wearing a mask and then their child, who looks like anywhere between eight years old and, and twelve years old, isn't wearing a mask. And I really, I really want to witness a conversation where the kid's like, "Mom, Dad, why are you wearing a mask? Or oh, is this a uh, virus that could kill us all?" "Oh, why am I not wearing one?" "Oh, don't worry about it. You'll be fine." Really? See, I don't. As a child, I would be thinking, "My parents trying to get rid of me? Is that one Because I know how viruses work, and they do not check for ages. I really yeah. want to witness that conversation. But it's well,
0: odd. It's one of those things. It, it's this thing where you know, if the law states that an adult must wear a mask, but children don't have to, yeah, you know, then you know, the, it's interesting to see what the parents do. You know what I mean? That there's, you know, me and Nicole, and we've been out kind of once into into the world since lockdown happened, and that was for um, Kane's uh, memorial on his on funeral day, yeah. um, obviously. Um, you know, with COVID, we couldn't actually go to the funeral because there's a, a limit on the amount of people who could be there. So, um, his, his wife and, and kids held like this little memorial on uh, the beach in Colwyn Bay. Um, and, you know, said a few words. They, they let off a few balloons. Um, and yeah, we went to that. Me, Nicole and Addie all had masks on, even though we were nowhere near anybody because that's the joy of, of a beach, there's lots of space. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't, a, uh, well, we stayed two metres away. We were kind of ten metres away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd still got masks on. Yeah. Uh, and even though Addie technically doesn't have to, she had one on. I, d- I do not I don't understand
1: the logic of my child's not wearing one because legally they don't... Have, it's
0: like, it's your child.
1: <laughs> God's said, you don't want your child to stay alive. It just. It really baffles my mind. So I, would, I legally don't have to, do There's no law that says your child can't run in front of traffic, Well, it might be, but I don't know of one. But <laughs> guess what? You're, you're not going to tell your child, oh, don't no, worry about it, it's fine. There's no law saying you can't run in front of the yeah. bus to try and get to the other. Side. It just baffles... This whole we don't have to, or you don't have to if. If it's for this reason you don't have to. If it's for that. It's like, you could get sick and get really, really ill. And you might not die, because not everybody dies, but people get really ill. (laughs) And I don't get why people are okay with being really, really ill. and just the, I mean, human beings have always baffled my brain anyway, but this past 12 months have just really baffled my brain. I walked past the beer garden this morning because there's one <laughs> on the way into town, and we always cross right over to the other side rather than just walk past it. And it's just packed. It's yeah. packed. There's no masks. There was some woman in there with a pram and let a baby in it. And you're like, why? Well, <laughs> I don't understand how... how good. And the best thing I've ever heard... Uh, anybody sum up about this whole pandemic was anthony alex when he said if you really believed there's a virus and you're okay to take it off to have a drink or have food how much do you really want that food or drink if you're willing to die (laughs) and it's Mm -hmm. like it's probably one of the best phrases if i take anything away from the past 12 months it'll be anthony alex's phrase because it makes perfect sense it's just uh human beings are just just weird
0: it, 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 it's crazy. crazy, and, and like you, you know, talking about uh, kids and COVID and all that. Um, I saw um, the the stats that um, one of uh, an MP was talking about um, on the fifth of April. This was, yep. um, and uh, according to uh, the Office Office for National mm-hmm. Statistics, um, forty three thousand children are now living in the UK, suffering from long COVID. Really? 43,000. And yet, nowhere is that on the
1: news. Oh, no. I mean, it probably no. is because you've obviously read that quote, but I mean, not like the mainstream news. This is not like well, what... breaking news. This happens. They're just like, oh, you don't have to wear one. You'll be all right.
0: Well, what she'd done is she'd posted a letter She was this MP was writing um, because um, at, at the time, uh, the government was on about... Um, all the the high schools, um, you know, um, easing the restrictions of kids wearing masks. Yeah. And, you know, with with these stats, she was writing a letter saying, I think you should reconsider. Yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy when you look at it. You know, 43,000 suffering from long COVID. You don't know how long it's going to last. No. You don't know what the effect is on later life. Well, especially when... And the thing is, I understand...
1: The don't use vaccines on mm-hmm. children. I understand their logic behind that because, you know, our bodies aren't developing other than arthritis and sore limbs. <laughs> you know, but our bodies are pretty much as developed as they're going to be. The children's aren't. You know, and it's a case of maybe they don't want to use something that is kind of untested as much as it, it can be tested uh, on younger children whose bodies are developing. I kind of understand that logic. But, It just, yeah, it it baffles me. I don't... Mm. I, I just... I have lost any not that i ever worked out the human species but any sort of leeway that i've got or headway it's like yeah i think i've worked them out yeah i've really i've not worked them out anymore no. it's very very strange but uh, my day out at chester zoo was was very very nice uh, the weather was nice we're very very tired i think it cost us about a 100 quid in total but it was kind of nice to get out and see some different scenery rather than let's go yeah. to the shop and buy some eggs and have egg sandwiches so we're just going to go out for a walk or something next week or later mm-hmm. on this week but uh but yeah that was that was my sort of adventure my my glasses adventure has finally come to an end oh good um, I- I went. Not
0: blurry anymore.
1: No, because they they managed to do it the way that I wanted, oh, wow. which was
0: amazing. So the science that they must have used, because I well, went, yeah, was like, wasn't that like kind of a fluke? You know, one in a million that was, you could get glasses like that. It so. was
1: it was one in however many millions. But yet for the past <laughs> thirty years, every pair of glasses I've had have always been this one in several million long mm-hmm. shot, and they are all fine. So I went in and said, "Look, I've got an appointment." Uh, it's not for 20 minutes but to be fair I'm only here to pick a pair of glasses up so she can fit me in it's great so I went in and she sat me down she went right it might look a little bit strange through the through the glasses when you put them on I'm like can I ask why <laughs> I thought here we go again <laughs> and she went oh it's just because it's a different prescription so I'm like oh okay and I explained what was happened I said uh oh, I think I ended up with uh, bifocals, whatever. Which, no, no, no. What it was is the focal point had been I'm like, yeah, we've had that story. And uh, so I put them on, looked up, looked down, looked left, looked right. Brilliant. Everything's perfect. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> and I just left. I'm like, I'm all good. So, yeah, the glasses are at home. Um, so I will be wearing those very, very soon. <laughs> so was just a fiasco. Three bus trips in, and it should have been like... Two. So mm-hmm. but uh, all done. So I can I can tick the glasses fiasco off my list. So other Rick. than that, what how's your week been?
0: Uh, busy. Um, I've been kind of back in my old groove doing lots of work. Um, my back still isn't playing ball with me, so I'm still on higher doses of medication, which makes me you know, more tired than usual. So um, early nights, lots of resting, um, kind of struggling through the day at the day job. But I've made it, and uh, here I am. You are.
1: You've made yeah. it. I think this year has taken um, – it's, it's over a year now, so do we need to start saying over a year? I think that since since pandemic day one, I think our bodies have taken a bit of a beating when it comes to, to health. I, I know for a fact mine has. It's like, oh, my God. I, my enthusiasm ran away. I've not been able to find it. I have to sort of kickstart it now and again. My <laughs> limbs ache, my eyesight slightly wonky, and I suspect that's because I work nights and I stare at computers too much. And the, you know, I see daylight maybe once every three weeks. <laughs> <A> I'm <bit laughs> like a crappy old vampire. Um, things like that, and obviously the, the diet uh, and all sorts. It's like, oh my god, I need to just restart, uh, get some more exercise. Get some exercise, actually. What's this more exercise crap? Get some exercise. I nearly <laughs> died walking around a zoo for three hours. How's that even? That doesn't make any sense. We, we we left the house. We walked to the bus stop, which is about three minutes away. We, st- we sat down on a bus for an hour. We walked 15 minutes to the train station. We sat on a train for an hour. We walked around the zoo for like three, four hours maximum and then reversed the trip. And our legs, you'd think we'd done like a marathon or something. It was crazy. We're exhausted. Makes no well, sense whatsoever.
0: My physio once told me that your body is fit for what it knows and what it does. So if we've been sitting around for the last 12 months, and that's what it's fit for.
1: My body is obviously fit for uh, watching lots of movies... Playing Mm -hmm. lots of video games. Mm -hmm. uh, Not making movies, because is that ever going to happen again? (laughs) Who knows? I'm still waiting for a catch-up. So I will probably... I might as well just copy and paste this segment and just put it in each episode. Yes, I'm still waiting for a catch-up. Still waiting for a script read-through. I've done some more rewriting. um, And I will keep you updated. There we go. I can just put that segment in in the next (laughs) three or four podcasts. Uh, But yeah, I think our bodies are just... I don't know. I'm getting really bored with being stuck in the house thing now, but but I'm not that bored that I'm going to put myself in the world of the incubator. I'm quite good. I'll uh, I'll stick at home.
0: Well, I've I've got a new thing. Um, Whilst I was out um, with friends yesterday in the back garden, um, I was kind of assessing the situation. um, You know, our back garden as it stands you know you've got you've got kind of a, an oblong area um with a garage next to it yep and uh i was looking at this the side of this garage and i thought you know what the wood on this garage would be really easy to screw in a few um hooks and then i can put my uh, projector screen up oh wow yep um the We've got outside power anyway, so it's really easy to run an extension, put the projector in the garden against uh the, the side of the garage, and uh summer outdoor socially distanced movies. So um you know very shortly I think uh that might be tried out for the first time. How are you going to work the sound? I haven't decided on the sound yet. It's either Just stick it on and everybody can listen to it. (gasps) Okay. Or um, get headphones for everyone. Yeah.
1: I think I'd probably go with the headphones initially. And then if some (laughs) of your neighbours go, what's that you're watching? Just go watching this. Oh, I want to watch that. Not a problem. Let me just unplug that (laughs) and and then do it that way. And then obviously you'll have to abide by the 11 o'clock rule as well, won't you? Because mm-hmm. you, you don't want somebody looking out the back window and seeing Basic Instinct or whatever going <laughs> off at like half midnight going, oh my God, it's not Sharon? Yes, that is Sharon. Stone, I do recognise her. <laughs> that sort of thing. But no, it would be fun. It would be like yeah. a drive-in theatre where you don't need a car. Exactly. So uh, have you watched any movies on your projector this week?
0: Uh, uh, we have. Mm-hmm. um we um sat down and watched um ride along oh, i like
1: that i haven't it's seen the second the, one but i love the, I loved the Cube, first one Every yeah. Heart. yeah yeah
0: um you know Addie's at, at this age where you know she knows swear words and everything like that so you know a comedy like uh ride along there isn't, you know, we've got no problem with her watching it. No. She knows that, you know, these things are said on movies but they're not to repeat be repeated, In, you know. A
1: new shot of parents is pretty much yeah, the exactly. thing on that,
0: yeah. Um you know, and all three of us were laughing out loud watching that movie. Um, I'd never actually seen the first one. I'd seen the second one before, yeah. but never seen the first one. So uh, you know, it was it was new to all of us and we thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: I would also recommend Barbershop the uh, ice cube series and because they're, they're a similar okay you know it's not going to be swearing left right and center like some of the ice cube films but yeah. but the barbershop films are very very funny so i would uh, i would recommend those and what's the other ones is are we there yet and are we done yet those two yeah. they they look quite good as well Yeah, they are good but uh yeah so obviously with the swearing thing you're not ready to sit addy down and go right let me introduce you to the film goodfellas no, not no. yet.
0: You know, the, Scarface. You know, where I look at it and go, you know what, I know what's going to be in that, that'll that'll be all right. And then there's others that, you know, yeah, you know, I'll save that for a few years. So come on, Addy, we're going to sit down and watch this film It's called Saw. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: know, you don't want to do that. Not at all. <laughs> what do you think you're... I know you're not a massive horror film fan, but you do, you know, you watch them. You're allergic to turn them, or anything. What do you think is one horror film that you really, really love that you are actually looking forward to sitting down with Addy watching at some point in the future? Obviously, not yet. Well,
0: my favorite horror horror movie of all time is Halloween. Yeah, uh, you know, and I love the Halloween series as a whole. You know, um, the 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 remakes, the originals, just I love them all. So. You know, that there's Halloween that, that I'd really like to sit down and watch with her. Um, I also want to watch The Walking Dead with her. And, you know, I know it's not... Yeah, you know, it is horror. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely horror. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there, there's, uh, no one, there's
1: no sort of... I wonder if it is. It's definitely horror.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you know, The Walking Dead, Stranger Things. Um, you know, which I think actually f- is more relatable um, to kids because yeah, yeah. the characters are kids. kids. yeah.
1: I think with The Walking Dead, as much as we bashed the crap out of it, The um, World Beyond would probably be a good starting point for yeah. her for The Walking Dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then if she turns around and she's like, this is terrible, I hate it. I go, yeah, don't worry about it, we all hate it. <laughs> it's fine, but it's a good <laughs> starting point. But and no, I think Stranger Things, I think she'd probably be ready for in like a year or so. It's not, not now. Because yes. it, it is, there's scary scenes in it, but as you said, the main characters are kids. Yeah. So And it is sort of a kid-centric... Sure, isn't it? It's not really made for you know me and you, even though we love it. It's kind of made for the 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 audience of the Goonies and Super Eight and yeah. Ghostbusters and all that sort of stuff.
0: And like, Addy loves Ghostbusters. Did she watch the new one or no? No, uh, the, the original. The original. Uh, one? Uh, Yep. She, um, we were flicking through Amazon Prime the other day, and uh, she saw, I think it was on there. She saw the Ghostbusters Two logo, and she's like, "I want to watch that." So that might be coming up in the, the near future. It's like, do you, you don't really. Yeah,
1: we all <laughs> we all thought we wanted to watch Ghostbusters Two, and then we watched it and realized we didn't really want to watch it in the first place. But talking
0: about Ghostbusters, you seen the um, the latest trailer for um, the 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 new. Uh, Ghostbusters with the uh the mini stay puffed.
1: No, the last Ghostbusters trailer I saw was when it was originally gonna come out, which was like last year I think. So I haven't seen the new one yet. Is it a drastically different trailer?
0: Yeah, well obviously the the original trailer that we've seen so far is um uh the Ecto one kind of in storage. Yeah. Um and then this one, um you've got a guy in some kind of superstore in the States and uh, he walks past um, some marshmallows in bags on a shelf and uh, the bags start to move. So uh, kind of he turns and looks at them, and these kind of little stay puffed marshmallow um, kind of people burst out and they look all cute and funny. And he puts his finger over and one of them bites him and, and yeah. they all kind of attack <laughs>
1: And that's still scheduled to come out this year, isn't it, at some point? I think or is so, it? yeah. Who knows? I don't look at release yeah. dates anymore. It's no point.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I'll just wait for, uh, for the TV to tell me it's there. <laughs>
1: it was, there's a new trailer for Fast and Furious 9 that came mm-hmm. out, and I think I saw it on Stu Miller's Facebook thing, so him and his co-host were bashing the crap out of it, and I just jumped <laughs> in going, my God, I've just watched this trailer. It looks stupid. It looks over the top. I'm in. Take my money now, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. It does. It looks dumb as anything, but I think yeah. I, that's what I need. I need just mm-hmm. stupid, fun films. So, good. so, what else have you watched this week, then?
0: Right. Well, this week I um, start off with the first one um, a movie on Sky Cinema called Arch Enemy. Okay. Not familiar with that. Um, it's an indie film and um kind of the um the story behind it is some kind of superhero from a different dimension um has like kind of fallen through some kind of wormhole to earth where kind of he's lost his powers and he basically looks like a um a old hom- homeless guy
1: yeah
0: you know nobody believes him they just think you know just just some bum on the streets and then um you've got um a young kid he wants to to make it big um on social media he wants to be kind of an influencer he wants to uh, get a job doing things like that so he's told you know what you go out and get some footage if people start liking it and he gets the the likes and the hits then we'll give you uh, a job so he goes out and he finds this guy and he starts kind of talking to him filming him and then uh you know, a few things starts to happen, happen. He gets hit by a car and kind of gets back up and uh, various other things uh, culminating in uh, kind of, uh, you know, a big fight. Yeah. Um, it's It gets bashed a lot. It doesn't have a lot of good reviews on the internet, but I really liked it. Again, it comes back to, it's an indie film, so obviously it's not going to have a mega budget. And if you look at it for what it is, I think it's a really good film. Yes, yeah, so I just... I don't even look at... I
1: look at people's reviews after I've watched mm. the film. I really, well, that's why I did, yeah. Or or if you recommend a film like that one. So, mm-hmm. right, I've never heard of it. Right, now I'll put it on my list and I'll probably watch it at some point. But if you turn around and went, oh my God, it's the worst film I've ever seen, I wouldn't go, oh, I'm scoring it off my list. Then. I would still watch it. Yeah.
0: it. It's... If you watch how it's, how it's made, um, you know... It's really clever because, um, you know, because this guy is supposed to be this superhero from a different dimension, when you see the opening scenes, it's all done in kind of like a, um, I don't know, a manga cartoony style. Yeah. So, you know, they haven't had to spend mega bucks on getting, you know, great special effects or anything like that it's a cartoon and then we hit the main film where he's reached earth he's got no powers so again special effects budget nice and low um you know it, it's done very cleverly they've worked within the means that they had the budget they had and i think it's a good film
1: Well, I will probably add that to my list as well. I've still got that Melissa McCarthy, Viola Davis film to watch, Thunder Force, Mm -hmm. which we we sat down and watched the trailer for that. I was laughing my head off. So it's definitely, it's just, it's a case of scheduling. I was hoping to try and watch that uh, in time for this podcast. But I did watch a film that you did recommend to me, and I have watched it, and it's got the weirdest title ever. And I sat down the other day and watched The Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, which was fantastic film. as as predicted. It was amazing. it was, yeah. uh, I just I totally loved it. It was uh, the ending. It was like, oh no! And I'm like, there's no way that they're going for the ending that I thought they were. And and I was quite happy that I was right. But uh, yeah, it was a great film. Great, really, and, really good film. So glad
0: you liked it. You know, yeah. you know the i'm I'm really getting into um the level with films at the moment where I've got a little list appearing of films that I'm thinking, you know what I'm gonna buy these at some point when I got a bit of spare cash. I'm actually gonna invest um put some money back into uh, the pockets of the people who made them because there are, there are some cracking films out there
1: Well, there are and it's like uh, you know I'll still rent stuff off uh, Amazon mm-hmm. play and stuff um just we, we sat and watched something the other night called the darkness which was one of the jason bloom sort of horror things starring kevin bacon which was actually a really <laughs> good film and i told it i told the net i said I, c- I can't find this film on any streaming platform i said but i can rent it for three pounds 49 on mm. amazon she said, no, no don't rent it. it might be terrible i'm like look we spent more than that on a bag of chips <laughs> about four hours ago, and they're long gone. Those chips are not in existence anymore. They're they're just they're you know they're gone. Mm. And we watched a film, and it was really good. So you know, it's I don't mind renting films now and again. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it all the time because you paid. How much did you pay for Godzilla v Kong?
0: Uh, is it, is it 15, 16 pounds, something like that? Yeah.
1: Which is fine. Now and again, when a big major make- yeah. film comes out, but you're not going to do that every week. Go not out and right. What's the you new know, premium rental that's come out?
0: <laughs> there's the certain films that I, I you know, am waiting for, really can't wait to see. Uh, Godzilla V Kong was one of them. Um, we've got, what is it, the end of May, A Quiet Place Part 2. Um, I'm really looking forward to that film. So there's a few films that I'm quite happy to pay money for out for but yeah. when you look at the kind of the last 12 months you know i think i've rented well actually i try and not rent if i if i'm gonna pay money um i usually buy outright so i've, I've right. still got it to watch whenever i want um so i've probably bought maybe two movies in the last 12 months and then rented godzilla v kong
1: yeah i've looked at some of the rentals v purchase and if it's like a pound or two difference yeah then i'll buy it but it's like I think it was three pounds fifty three pounds forty nine to rent the darkness and or it was seven pounds ninety nine or whatever to buy it. I thought, well the odds are we're only going to watch this once. So <laughs> yeah. I opted for the rental on that. But if it's something major, then I'll just buy it and why not? I've got it in the library. But
0: uh And that's one thing I like about um the Sky Store, which seems to be where I purchased everything, it's where I rented uh, Godzilla V Kong and everything. You know, I'll go on there and, uh, was it the Tom and Jerry, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, maybe? Um, and you go on there and it's right, rental price is this, um, you know digital price is this and then digital plus DVD and the digital plus DVD could be like 50p more I'm like yeah oh, wow. I'll have that one
1: we were uh, we were talking about renting or buying uh, the Harry Potter movies because we don't have any of them they're not on any streaming platforms or anything so uh-huh. we were chatting about them because Annette's just about to finish yet again <laughs> the Lego <laughs> Harry Potter games for <laughs> like the fourth time complete run it's like oh my god woman uh-huh. so she's, she's downstairs currently playing the second one of that and then we were both saying we haven't seen the films for ages, and I haven't. I haven't seen the films, a lot of them since they were first released. So it's nearly twenty years, probably mm-hmm. about fifteen years since I've seen the all the Harry Potter films. And um, and I thought, well, do you know what? I'll look and see how much it is for a Blu-ray set. Mm-hmm. We'll buy them, and it's like forty quid. And you go, well, I suppose forty quid for eight Blu-rays isn't that bad. But considering we're probably only going to watch them once, yeah. I don't really want to spend 40 quid to watch a bunch of films that we've both seen before just to watch once. So I thought, right, let's have a look and see how much they are on digital. They're the
0: mm-hmm. same price. Yeah. <laughs> They're
1: the same price to watch on digital, which you physically don't even own them. So you yeah. paid 40 quid, you own nothing.
0: You can or, come round, watch them in the garden with us. Uh, we, might be. We've got them all on Blu-ray. We bought them years ago Um, but we've only ever watched the first I think three or four movies because it got to a certain point and Addy was like no it's too scary yeah yeah. once you you get
1: past like number four I think three or four it starts to get a bit darker
0: However, now, now she's older, we can yeah. probably revisit them and uh, kind of continue through. Um, but we bought the Blu-ray set where it was all of the Harry Potter movies, and then it was um, the Fantastic Beasts uh, movie as well. And that was before the second Fantastic Beast came out, so I'm one uh, short, I think.
1: Yeah. But, uh, so we've put on hiatus the the Harry Potter <laughs> watch through. Because I don't mind spending money for films, but it's like 40 quid for a once-watch yeah i'm all right it can wait i'm sure they will pop up on tv or drop onto to amazon or netflix or yeah. something apple tv or whatever who knows but uh we did watch what did we watch what have we watched we i sat and watched a couple of documentaries i, I was flicking through amazon last night mm-hmm. and i'm trying to find it it's not easy to find documentaries on amazon that the interface is just horrendous. You can, is. Put, you can put your arm out, scrolling down, trying to find a section. <laughs> I was going down, <laughs> scrolling down. I felt like the little submarine in the abyss, just going right down to the bottom of the sea. I'm like, I am. Is there any documentaries down here, or am I going to run out of air? I'm going to have to go back up, and in the end, I run out of air. But I found Super Size Me too. Holy chicken! Oh which was uh, which I didn't even know was a thing. So I thought, all right, I'm going to sit down and watch this. And I don't know if you've seen either of the Super Size Me documentaries. I've seen the first documentaries. one. The, well, the second one, he decides he's going to open a chicken uh, fast food restaurant. Okay. And so he's uh, and everybody's obviously aware who Morgan Spurlock yeah. is, so he's phoning up these chicken people going, I want to do this. You, Aren't you the filmmaker? Yep. Aren't you the guy that makes documentaries? Yep. And they hang up on him. So he has a little bit of a difficult <laughs> time setting it up. But he does, in fact want to set up a fast food chicken restaurant and it's a fascinating documentary. You'll end up watching it going, This is nothing like the first one but then once you get to the end you go, actually kind of is like the first one. It's just a very different take on a similar type theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Annette was like, What are you watching? I said, Supersize me too. She's like, What's he doing? And so he's trying to open a chicken restaurant. So we watched a bit of that, then she fell asleep and I finished watching it. And Before she passed out, I said, "Have you ever seen the first Supersize Me?" She went, "No, I've never seen that." I'm like, "Oh my god, you've never seen that? It's amazing!" (laughs) So we went onto Amazon today and we sat down and watched Supersize Me one. Uh, and it's kind of weird because it's like on one hand you go, I need to cut down on takeaways because my diet is pretty terrible, and and then on the other hand you go, I could just really kill a Big Mac right now. <laughs> and and we are vegetarians, so it's even worse. She's sitting there sort of drooling, going, I really want some nuggets or I want some KFC. It's like you're not supposed to think that well, while watching Super Size Me. You're supposed to go, I'm never going to eat fast food again. But it was uh, it was a nice little double bill of documentaries. But the second one's worth checking out. So I would uh, I would recommend that. Sounds good.
0: So what else have you watched? Uh, I watched another movie that didn't get good reviews. However, I thought it was amazing. One of the <laughs> top movies I've watched in the, in the last week. Really, um, it's called uh, Death of Me on Sky Cinema. Okay. Um, stars. It's a horror story, Maggie Q, uh, Nikita, yep. um, and Luke Hemsworth. Um, you know, it gets a 4.4 rating on IMDb. Is that uh, out
1: of 10? Yeah. Oh, if that's out of 5, it's not bad, is it? But out of 10, it's not not great.
0: Um, So, um, you know, Maggie Q and Luke Hemsworth are a couple um, on holiday, and uh, you know, on this uh, lovely island. Um, He's there to take some photos of this festival and and everything, and uh, you know because he he he's into his photography that's what he uh, does live in he's got you know his video camera and everything and he he's, he's just like you I'm sure uh, how you'd be on a holiday like that you know you you go out and you take your camera with you and you snapshots and and all that kind of stuff
1: did did he did he switch his camera on at any point in this film if the answer's yes he's nothing like me i
0: <laughs> don't switch my camera on anymore <laughs> but no, well, other, I'm not sure you actually see him switch it on but he definitely <laughs>
1: takes some pictures Brilliant, he's definitely not like me then <laughs> No, but anyway, carry on
0: So, um, you know they uh, they go out for an evening as you do on holiday and uh, they wake up the next morning and the apartment where they're staying in, there's blood on the walls it's trashed and they've got no idea what's happened the night before.
1: Oops.
0: But he switches on his video camera and he's got about three or four hours of footage. Oh. So they put it on the TV and start watching, and uh, the night unfolds, and then things get, you know, a bit strange and uh, creepy. Uh, I-, I can't say anymore, but fantastic film, I, you know. If, if you like uh, horrors and thrillers, I would definitely say give Death of Me a go.
1: Well, I am sold on that film, so I've written mm-hmm. it down and I'll get that watched at some point. It's not like I'm going to be watching Harry Potter movies. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I re watched. Well, I didn't re. Well, yeah technically did we watch We moved on to the next King Kong movie. We watched Kong <laughs> Skull Island on the projector which was great and a big ton of fun and I'd forgotten just how many monsters were actually in that movie. <laughs> it's like big creep, creepy things and spiders and, and all sorts of stuff. So now yep. when we move on to the next Kong movie uh, so it's Godzilla King of the Monsters isn't it I think which probably doesn't have Kong in it but who knows uh, mm-hmm. the, this is the first one that I haven't seen So I'm now getting close to obviously being up to date with uh, the Kong and Godzilla franchise. But Skull Island, I think it's probably, I'm not going to say it's my favourite one of the ones I've seen so far. Because I like them both. I like the 2014 one and I like Kong Skull Island.
0: You see, I haven't seen the 2014 one. I don't know. I don't think it's on a streaming platform at the moment for free. So um, I'm uh, kind of waiting for that to drop on something. But, um, you know, yeah. It's very, very good. Uh, over to you. What else you got? Um, I watched a movie, again on Sky Cinema, called When Jeff Tried to Save the World. So the, the premise of this movie is um, there's a guy, he's the manager of um, this old bowling alley, and he finds out that the owner's... Um, are going to have to pay too much to uh, bring the building back up to specs so, you know it's got all this you know old wiring and everything like that so rather than uh, kind of spend the money and do it up it's easier just to sell it off to somebody who's going to bulldoze the building and build some kind of big shopping mall or something like that so uh, uh, the manager who who loves the place he works which is called Winky's World uh, decides that he wants to save the bowling alley and uh, yeah, the story unfolds. Um, it's okay to pass some time, um, but it, it, it's definitely kind of on the the lower side of the things I watched this week. See, I want to know because that sounds quite good as well. Actually, so I've written that down. Is
1: that Jeff with a G or Jeff with a a J for John?
0: with a, a, a J for John.
1: Right, because there's nothing worse than searching for a film. Like, <laughs> why is this damn thing not coming up? And it's because I'm spelling poor old Jeff's name wrong. So, But no, I love films like that. These sort yep. of, oh no, we need to raise money to save this, that and the other. And I'm a real sucker for that. It's the underdog. It's like you know, Rocky the, without boxing.
0: The bowling alley's fantastic. You know, I love these kind of old school bowling alleys. Um, you know, it's got the arcade attached to it, which again uh, I love arcades. You know, I've grown up in arcades all my life um he you know the the guy jeff has even made his own arcade game um kind of where you you're going around um, with a bowling ball you know killing these uh killing the bad guys you know but it it to me doesn't seem to go anywhere at the end it just falls a bit flat so uh like i say it, it's all right to pass some time so where do you get these films? I
1: mean, obviously you get them from the streaming platforms, but it's like, mm-hmm. what What makes you stop on something like Death of Me or When Jeff Tried to Save the World? Because neither of these, I'm, I'd never heard of either of them. So well, it's not the, like, oh, that film's yeah. out. Wow, let's watch it. I want to know what makes you pick these obscure... I'm not going to go at you for it, because they, they look really good. I'm just curious to know how you choose the films you choose.
0: For me... I am one of these people, and it's sad to say that I probably spend more time scrolling through um, kind of the guides um you know, are these streaming platforms looking for something to watch than actually watching the films themselves? I can easily spend an hour scrolling through looking for films. Um, I bet Nicole
1: loves you then. Well, that's and why Annette, she, Annette she's do. in a different room watching, you know, whatever she watches. And then I'd be putting a contract out on me if I spend more mm. than 10 minutes trying to find a film.
0: So with, with Death of, uh, Death of Me, um, Maggie Q stole it for me. Um, a big Nikita fan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know she's a great actress, so, uh, you know, that was one for me that I wanted to check out. Uh, when Jeff tried to save the world, you know, it was a bit different, you know, some bowling alley, some guys trying to save it. Yeah, go on, let's give it a go. Um, you know, I like things with, a you know, uh, some kind of unique feel to them. So that's why I chose
1: that. See, I tend to go for the obscure indie films because I know nothing about them beforehand. Yeah. It's like you know, I'm really excited about watching Top Gun Maverick and mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious 9 and John Wick 4 and all this sort of stuff. But I I know what they're all going to be about. I could probably mm-hmm. predict some scenes that will be in it and I know exactly how I'm going to feel when the end credits come. If I hover over something called like when Jeff tries to save the world, I've got a clue. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably about somebody called Jeff who may try to save his world. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I haven't a clue. And I think a lot of indie films are like that. It's like yeah. I've I remember the title. I know nothing about it. I was listening to a podcast this week, the the Bind Torture horror podcast that I've mentioned before, and they did a review. Generally, they'll they'll do a review at the beginning, and then they'll cover all the news and stuff afterwards. I kind of wish they'd flip it the other way around because it's like oh, I don't want to listen to a review because I'm going to watch that film now because because <laughs> your basic pitch has sold me on it. Uh, and they were doing one about a film called Storm Warning. Mm-hmm. which they gave the basic pitch of the film and it's an Australian horror film and it sounds really good so I have to like fast forward past their review and I'll then go back and you know listen to that review once I've watched the film whatever I'm, I'm sold yeah. I know not I don't know I can't remember who's in it I can't remember the name of the director, I can just remember the basic picture of the film, and it's like, right, that's enough, I want to go watch mm-hmm. it. And then when I sit down and watch Storm Warning, which they highly recommend, is uh, I'll, I'll be surprised, and it will make my evening. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, so, a so nice sneaky shout-out for the Bind Torture Horror podcast. So <laughs> thank you, Chris and Luke. So uh, I'm up to date on the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Oh, I'm still, I'm finding it easier to watch after you, your your uh, judgment on it last week going, it's made for both. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying the show. It's, it's weird though, because it's like, it's 28 minutes long per episode. There's five minutes worth of credits at the end. It's like, why, you, why have you got five minutes worth of credits at the end of a 28 minute episode? You don't need that.
0: Many I, I, credits, I'm you? telling you, uh, and I don't know if you've watched um, any of the One Division stuff, but if uh, oh,
1: it Yeah, she's just finished the entire run of One Division.
0: One yeah, Division's credits—you don't get just one set of credits. There's like kind of two sets of credits, <laughs> and I'm not joking. There's like eight or nine minutes left at the end of the yeah. thing that c- runs onto these credits, and. It's just ridiculous. <laughs>
1: we, we, cause Annette's just finished the entire run of... And I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, I like the Marvel stuff, but I'm not one of these. It's like, a new Marvel film or show's dropped. I need to watch it today. I have <laughs> to watch it today so I can then talk about it to every, <laughs> every one of my Marvel friends. I, it can sit there for six months. It's good. I'll, I'll watch it at some point. There's no there's no rush. And if it gets spoiled, it gets spoiled. I'm fine. But uh, Annette decided she, she's... We, we picked up this... Uh, TV magazine, sort of, but it was about 10 quid. So it was one of these special edition ones that they did. And it was all, it was a streaming guide. Mm -hmm. And it was all, it's like 300 and something TV shows on all the different streaming platforms. And and it was a a good looking magazine, so pictures and all that sort of stuff in it. So I picked that up for her and she's now going through this and I'll give this a go, I'll give that a go, and I'll give Mm -hmm. this a go. And that's where she watched It's a Sin, and then recommended it to me and I hammered through that and watched it, loved it. And her next one was um One Division. Mm-hmm. She said, Are you gonna watch that? I went, I'll probably watch at some point, but I'm in no rush. I've got plenty of films to watch. And uh, I'm watching all the Death Wish films. I'm going oh, come <laughs> on current current movies. And she watched it all and she commented on like the eight nine minute credit sequence. Yeah. But she she'd gone up to like episode seven and she said, I'm not watching the credits. She said, But that one, there was a credit sequence in it. It was like a mid, and I'm like, you do realise they were probably in every single one. She's like, oh shit! So she's now gonna to have to go back and watch the end credits of all the episodes just to see what all these end credit sequences were. But uh, I did give her the thing on One Division, saying apparently it's a bit strange, but once you get to like the third or fourth episode, it yeah. all starts to make sense. I said, don't ask me what that means. I have no clue. I'm not seen it, but that's what I've heard. Lots of people talking about, and then. You know, she stuck with it, and a big old thumbs up to One Division. She she really liked it. Mm. So. But uh, no, I would I would recommend Mighty Ducks: The Game Changers. It's I fun, think, uh, it's stupid, it's, it's, it's massively watch. juvenile, and it's four episodes out in a minute.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the next thing I've watched, I'm hoping you've watched as well. If not, it might be worth uh, saving. Okay, um, it's something that you mentioned last week, which was Twist. I've watched half of it. Am I run out of time?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying it though. I am, yeah. I'm definitely. I like the spin on it. Mm-hmm. I like the the play on the character names. I love the yeah. casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't yet seen Noel Clark in it, so that's oh. obviously you'll know roughly where where he probably comes into it. But I've mm-hmm. not seen him yet. Um, it's. I'm. I'm enjoying it. Are you able to talk about it without spoiling it?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, you know, again I I'm like you, many of the same comment, really enjoying it. Um I I love seeing Noel Clark because, you know, big bulletproof uh fan and, and Jason Mather. Um and it's really weird seeing them actually. Um because part of me kind of watches their scenes and thinks this is just bulletproof with them undercover.
1: <laughs> just the waiting ca- for our characters actually, just <laughs> waiting for Ashley Walters to show up with a gun. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm not joking. You'll see what I mean, I think. Um, it, it, it really uh, feels that way. Um, but yeah, I uh, kind of really, really enjoyed it. And it's got such an amazing cast list.
1: Yeah, I was watching the credits at the beginning. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. And all these names are recognised. And I cannot get over how much Rafe Law... Uh, looks like his dad it's like yeah. oh my god it's Jude Law's kid well, obviously it is Jude Law's kid but he well looks like Jude when he was younger <laughs> So, but no it's, it's got an amazing cast in it yeah it's really good but I'm enjoying that
0: but yeah uh, really enjoyed that film um, you know they've taken Oliver and really kind of brought it up to date and uh, yeah
1: yeah, it just it doesn't feel out of place, does it? Sometimes no. when you bring these old classic stories into the modern day, it feels like they've just sort of hammered it in with a sledgehammer. Yeah. This one doesn't. It just, it's, you know, when they're, when when they're using the character names, it, it puts a smile on your face, like, oh, yeah, that's who that character is. It's uh, yeah. it, I'm impressed. And it is just a movie, isn't it? It's not a series. Yeah, it's just a movie. Thought v- it were. Yeah. But no, that's one of those that had I not been busy going to zoos and stuff the other day, it's mm-hmm. uh it's very high up on my list to watch
0: mm-hmm. so uh yep what else? The girl or me? okay uh the next one um again is one of my top movies for the week um it's on netflix and it's called love and monsters
1: yeah this is also going to be very high up on my list as well
0: have you seen uh, it
1: i haven't seen it but i'm aware of it and i've heard other people that have watched it and they've highly recommended it so it's now like right that's now on my list i'm actually going to start making a list an actual list of right this is what i need to watch this week and i don't know how many films to put on do you think two two is probably a reasonable yeah, two. amount so I may go for two
0: um but yeah this movie um you know it's um you know, a love story played out in a, a post-apocalyptic world where um, giant um, kind of mutated animals kind of are rulers and um, humans have been forced into kind of bunkers and shelters and anywhere else that they can take cover. Um, it's a really really good uh, movie it's kind of a a really good twist on the post apocalyptic um, theme as well because you expect zombies and uh, you know and and that kind of thing you don't expect um, kind of giant monsters you know that could be living in the same world as Kong what sort of certificate is it do you think um I can't remember
1: um, you know, is it one you would sit down with Addy to watch, or is it a little bit too old
0: um, for her? I actually watched it and thought I could easily sit down and watch it with Addy. It's okay. no worse than kind of your, yeah, um, you know, Kong Skull Island and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it's PG 13, by the way. Okay. Yeah, um, nice. You know. Uh, yeah, it was really different, you know, like I say, fresh take on, on um kind of a, a genre that I love. So um yeah,
1: watch it. <laughs> I think I'd seen uh, filmmaker Mick Garris tweet out about that saying he'd watched it and he really likes it and mm. pretty much any time he recommends a horror film it's like well you you kind of make them. So <laughs> I'm gonna take your recommendation. And I think that's why initially put it on my list, but then as you look through social media and filter out all the venom spitting arseholes that seem to live on Twitter, you do see the film fans going, "Yes, check this one out and, mm-hmm. and watch it that way." So, um, well, I ticked a film off my list that I've been trying to watch for ages, and Camp X Ray, Camp X Ray from 2014, starring, starring, it's a Christian Stewart or Kirsten Stewart, I can never remember which one. Is
0: it... C- I think yeah. it's Kristen.
1: I think it's mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart, but, uh, you know, the Twilight one. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people bash her and go, oh, God, she's in Twilight. Yes, like 20 years ago. Get a grip. Yeah. And uh, she plays a soldier who strikes a friendship up with a detainee. I nearly called them I called him a prisoner, but apparently <laughs> in, in Guantanamo Bay. They do not call him prisoners in, uh, in Guantanamo Bay. And it was it's a very sort of intimate film. In that it's it's a lowish budget film. It's all set within a couple of rooms, but she's amazing in it. So anybody that's like, "Oh, she's a terrible actress," you've watched the wrong films. Watch <laughs> Camp X-Ray. I'd, I'd heard over the years that this was one of her best films, and so it- far, I think I think they're right. It's really good.
0: It's funny you mention it because I'm not joking. It is the the, the next one on my watch list. Is it um, on Prime? Yeah, I, I go through when I'm actually looking for the movie to watch. Um, you know, I'll go through and I'll go. That one looks all right, so I'll add that to the list. That Press the green right. button. Yeah. <laughs> add it to the list. And yeah. <laughs> um, this Camp X Ray is the next one on my list. Yeah, so, it's, uh,
1: it's it's really good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not it's not an Addy film. No, but. But no, it was as good, I, I was hoping it would be good, and I'm happy to report it was as good as I hoped and thought it would be. So good. So that was very, very good. Um, another film that I watched, which was just just in bonkers, was uh, I think I watched it a couple of weeks back, and it's one of the Jason Bloom produced films that we're working mm-hmm. our way through, and it's called Area
0: Fifty One. Okay, and that's just sounds a- like my thing. <laughs> It, well it's kinda of like it's my
1: thing as well and we both I think we, we both watched it and we agreed that um that we enjoyed the film, but it's not plausible at all. It's about three well it's, it's two friends that sort of bring somebody else along and they go, Do you know what, let's break into area fifty one. Yeah, no chance. See, you say no chance, but these people—they've done research for like a week. They've looked on on YouTube and they found videos, and they know this old guy's got blueprints for the the base. So, not a problem. So, so they, they go, manage to go
0: down to Groom Lake with some wire. They do, Christmas. they do. No, they,
1: you've obviously seen this. They do. They go down. They go down to Groom Lake. They, they wait for all the security to uh, to just go out the way. They sneak past all the pressure pads and stuff. They get the wire cutters out. I'm not even kidding. They cut a hole in the fence. Sneak into area fifty one and go hunting for aliens. And they're like, Oh, let's go that way. No, no, let's go let's go right. Or let's go down this elevator. It's the most bonkers film ever, but it's it is quite it's good, but it's not believable whatsoever. <laughs> You summed up brilliant. Let's go to Groom Lake with some wire cuts. That is exactly what they do. And they have cameras. They have camcorders all the way through because obviously you're being chased by men with guns and aliens. You do, you know, you make sure you get a decent camera shot, don't you, <laughs> while you're running away. It's, it's bonkers, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm sure Neil Johnson's seen it. He'll be like, this is my favourite film ever. But it is, it's good. Neil, you've got to watch Area 51. It's absolutely insane. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to make our favourite Jason Bloom produced movies, but it was definitely one of the most memorable ones we've seen for a while. Hmm. So, uh, there you go.
0: Next one on my list is uh, on Amazon Prime, and it's a movie called Prepper. Okay. Um, so
1: I, you do well at these films that I've never, ever heard of. <laughs> I
0: like it. You've got um, a guy that's a high school teacher um, and he's going about his daily life and he keeps seeing these news articles and um, kind of um, news items on the TV about um, the Ebola outbreak. And he comes around to thinking, you know what, if Ebola somehow made its way to America, things could be bad and it might be worth... Um, trying to kind of prepare for it now so we're not caught off guard. So he talks to his wife and, you know, they start small, they go out, they buy, um, you know, a few bottles of uh, bottled water. Yeah. Um, You know, then they look at other things they can buy. And it kind of skyrockets to the point where, you know, they're, they go to a gun shop and they're looking for for guns um, He talks to his students about um the whole Ebola thing saying "Look i'm not trying to scare you, I want you just to think about it and think about what you would do and um yeah, it's about kind of his um, his and his wife coming into the world of prepping um for if Ebola ever hits the the u s and uh, at one point in the movie it does. And uh, things go on from there. It's it's an okay movie. It's you know the the movie is fine. Um, The only thing I've got against it is you know I've I've watched shows on prepping, and this guy does it all wrong. Um, So it's much like Area Fifty One from a prepping point of view. (laughs) It's completely wrong um, and not believable whatsoever. Um, But. As a film it's not too bad.
1: Ebola is a, a scary virus disease oh, yeah. whatever it is. It's like, I remember reading the book uh, The Hot Zone years and years ago it's before outbreak the film came out and it's like oh my god this is the scariest disease ever. Could you imagine what it would be like now if if they replaced covid with ebola? I'm pretty sure people would not be sitting in a beer garden without no. a mask. They would be liquefying their own it, well, mm-hmm. Probably are anyway if it's starting to be a garden, but the, yeah, scary, scary disease. Yeah. So in this uh, prepper, it's a uh, it's a narrative film or it's a reality type show. No, it's uh, a, a
0: kind of a narrative. Brilliant film.
1: I, I will check that out because I love all the stuff about Ebola. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched a really old film from 1973. I say I shouldn't really say really old because that film's younger than I am. Uh, <laughs> Day, Day of the Jackal. Okay, which is about the uh, it's about an assassin codenamed Jackal, and he is sort of tasked with the. Uh, the the mission of killing Charles de Gaulle the French president mm-hmm. and it's a British film great film, it was remade years and years later starring Bruce Willis and featuring Jack Black but this is the original one starring mm-hmm. Edward Fox. Or as I like to call him, um, Michael York, because <laughs> I got his name wrong. And then it's like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "That's Michael York." And then the credits came up. It's like, "Oh, guess it's actually Edward Fox." <laughs> so you know, you never see them in the same room twice. So that's I've seen the remake, off. but I have never seen the original. The original one's a lot better. Mm-hmm. It really is. I've seen the remake, and it's it's Bruce Willis. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So that's what I've watched. What else have you got? Just uh, ne- a lot. We we oh, yeah. need to, we need to get some more sunlight, don't we? Really?
0: <laughs> no, no. Don't tell my face that it's uh, <laughs> it, it's red. Don't um, tell my legs are either. The, uh, the next one I thought was an absolutely amazing film. I hope you've seen it. It's uh, a film called Man Down. I Shia LaBeouf.
1: No, I have not. You're just making my watch list even longer here.
0: because oh, at should... one
1: point it's like with, with Shia. He was He was a good actor when he started, mm-hmm. and then he went through that sort of dickhead phase, didn't he, when he just like popped <laughs> up in the news wearing paper bags on his hat and mm-hmm. paper bags on his head, and he would just watch his own movies for like 40 yeah. years. Like, You know what? You've just lost your mind, Shia. I have no interest in watching any of your films. And then he did that silly fan film called Indiana Jones and <laughs> the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which nobody <laughs> really bothers about, and everybody hated him for that. And But now he's... He's gone back into, right, I'm a really good actor, I make good choices, and I'm in really good films, and I'm only just catching up on that with the help of you and the recommendation for the the Peanut Butter Falcon Mm -hmm. and uh, Pieces of a Woman, which he's he's really, really good in, and I'm guessing Man Down will probably be another film that I add add to that list as well.
0: Yeah, it's... it's, A lot of my films at the moment, uh, well, this last week, seem to be kind of post-apocalyptic. It must be what I'm searching for at the moment, so that's what the recommendations <laughs> the end of are coming the up. So, right I seem to have this list uh, fed to me by the streaming platform, so, you know, I'll yeah. give it a shot. And, I want that
1: um, list. I love post-apocalyptic Oh, moves. yeah. Genuinely. Um,
0: so, yeah, um, kind of US Marine um, who... Um, kind of loves his, uh, his family. Um, he goes off to war and when he returns, um, something's happened, happened in, in America. Um, so him and, uh, kind of his best friend who was there with him on the war, um, kind of go in search of his son. But, cracking film, absolutely cracking. It's, uh, it's definitely not a film with a happy ending.
1: See, I kind of prefer post-apocalyptic films that don't have an happy ending, because mm-hmm. generally, if there's been an apocalypse, it's like, what what possible yeah. happy ending can there be? Oh, that was close. The apocalypse has now
0: reversed itself. <laughs> it's not, no. But, you know, for me, absolutely fantastic. Can't praise that's, it enough. Well,
1: that's like, I think that's four films that I've got added to my list. So I, I always put you on these podcasts... Well, I always think I'll go on this podcast and I'll just get all the films that I've watched off my list, and then it makes life easier and there's less films to talk about. No, no it doesn't, doesn't seem to work be <laughs> like working. I just come on and gather more recommendations.
0: Well, that's what happens with me, you know. You know, I'd never heard a twist until last uh, last week, and then uh, off I went. And what a cracking film!
1: That is half the, half the fun of these shows, and. Well, I introduced Annette to the 1980 John Carpenter classic, The Fog, Mm -hmm. which she had never, ever seen. So we sat and watched that on the projector because I had uh, a 4K sort of Blu-ray issue of that. We didn't watch it in 4K because the projectors aren't 4K, but it was still a pretty good uh, good restoration of it and whatnot. (laughs) So uh, she thoroughly liked it. I thoroughly liked it. Nothing much more to be said about the fog other than it's very creepy and please for the love of God do not watch the uh, Tom Welling remake apparently is one of the worst films ever made <laughs> so there
0: you go uh, well the next one on to my list another one from Amazon Prime um, called Take Shelter oh so, I've seen this
1: yeah yeah obviously this is Michael Shannon isn't it yeah yes
0: so um, you know uh, a, a guy with these kind of post apocalyptic visions and um, and uh you know what do I do with this kind of these visions given to me these nightmares? Do I think they're gonna come true or do I just brush them off? Uh, and well, he obviously doesn't brush them off?
1: He doesn't but I, was, I keep seeing that on the, the thumbnails and I'm thinking, I know I've seen it. But I'm really tempted to watch it again. (laughs) If you like films like that, there are two that I'm going to recommend. There's one called Midnight Special, which has also got Michael Shannon in it. Okay. And then there is a film that's very similar to Tate Shelter, but it's got Steve Carell in the main role. And it's called something like Seeking a Friend to the End of the World or something like that. And that is so good. That's very similar to Tate Shelter. But I think it's a little bit better than Take Shelter, which was still a great film. Cool. They're on so my list. What else have I got? I sat down and we watched uh, one of the new Arrow Blu-rays that I got. One of the the thing is like fourteen titles I added <laughs> to my collection last Hopefully. week. watched Creepshow Two from nineteen eighty seven, mm-hmm. which was just three sh- well three short stories. Um, so sort of based on Stephen King's stories, screenplays by George A. Romero, very very dated. And it was like, it's not a very good transfer. This is. It? I'm like, no, it's not really because it's. Uh, I think it was a straight to video thing in 1987, uh-huh. but it was. It was all right. It's just fun. Creepshow. Yeah, yeah but if you want Creepshow, watch the ones on Shudder. Mm-hmm. They are better. So episode two of season two of Creepshow aired, and the the first one was a set in a murder house where the people in the murder house go, well, nobody's really coming to stay at our house, so we need to try and let's get an influencer to stay and we'll try and freak her out. And she pretty (laughs) much sees through the whole marketing thing. She's like, this place sucks, it's terrible. And then things happen and and so on. The second story, though, was, was directed by Greg Nicotero, who's one of the guys from the walking dead
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it uh, it stars eugene from the walking dead Ooh. as this sort of bug exterminator guy who comes in to just exterminate cockroaches and stuff like that so it was it's kind of weird seeing him in a different role because mm-hmm. you expect him to come in and yeah. talk in the mannerisms that he normally does but it's like whoa he's talking like normally he's talking like like we all talk but but less uh, so he's, he's very much not Eugene but it was kind of cool to see him a, with a different hairstyle and, and talking like he probably does so that, that was a fun story
0: well speaking of The Walking Dead briefly I'm going to jump straight back to Love and Monsters mm-hmm. um, I forgot to mention that um, part way through that um, Michael Rooker kind of hey. pops up and you know I was double taking the screen, I'm going, great, this is great, you know, I can't think of, you know, well, I can, there's a few people I wouldn't mind spending the apocalypse with, he's one of them, so, uh, you know, uh, that was a a really nice kind of surprise.
1: It was my favourite Michael Rooker story, is when I was sitting down in Manchester chatting to the Soska sisters, their very first film was called Dead Hooker in a Trunk, which to the day (laughs) is just, it's an amazing film title, it's like... I love it i know what it's about mm-hmm. i think because you're probably gonna have a dead hooker in a trunk and i just, i love these sort of weird film titles like that it's great and they they sort of said to me they said oh we, we really want to do a film with michael rooker called dead rooker in a trunk <laughs> <laughs> now, now they sort of just they flippantly made this mistake of just telling me this like two years ago so it's every now and again i will tweet them and say How's Dead Rooker? And I'm, I, th- that film will happen at some point. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not blocked me yet, so we did quite well. But that's one of their plans, because they, they know my- Michael Rooker. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they've actually pitched it to him, like, we really want to do this with Dead Rooker in a trunk. <laughs> so, oh, I'd uh, watch that. I'd watch that as well. Yeah. Me too. Uh,
0: the last movie on my list um, is one I'm sure you've seen before, uh, The Island.
1: I haven't seen it for a long time. I really want to watch it again. I yeah, love Scarlet Johansson, Ewan yep.
0: McGregor. Um, I've never seen it.
1: Really, it's uh, like
0: Logan's Run,
1: though, isn't it? Really, yeah, to be fair, you're like I'm, it kn- is. I'm sure this is like Logan's Run. Yes, it is. Um,
0: but you know, I was I that to me an, another cracking movie. Um, you know, these uh, kind of dystopian futures of uh, you know, well, just amazingness you know it's
1: great it's like michael bay just blowing shit up left right and center whenever he gets
0: the chance you know there's uh you know some lovely uh kind of chase scenes in there um you know flying bikes and all the likes uh yeah now did
1: you notice in that lots of microsoft banners and xbox banners and stuff like that or were you not aware of them
0: i wasn't aware of them if, if you're I, not watching
1: I that film again
0: that I did see it was like kind of yeah that's blatant t- advertising but Do, yeah. I can't remember seeing the Microsoft stuff.
1: There, there's a lot of Microsoft Xbox <laughs> product and there's a lot of product placement in that And because they were running out of f- money for the film they were yeah. like oh my god and the studio were like we're not giving you any more money you've spent a stupid amount of money so that's why Michael Bay went to all these different companies like we really need some <laughs> money we'll stick your product anywhere you want in the film and that's why there's so much blatant product placement in that because it's yeah. like we really need the cash we will whore our movie screen time out to you <laughs> just please pay us so we can blow some more shit up but no I love that film it is it, it is kind of like a remake of Logan's run though but it's yeah. great
0: well, well next time Michael needs some money maybe you should uh, drop us an email we'll throw in a couple of quid you know £2.50 packed crisps
1: I'll, I'll throw him like 10 20 quid and just put my ageing Mimi poster in the background going <laughs> here's the film that's still waiting to come out <laughs> oh god almighty absolutely crazy you got so, to- on your list? um i have not got any more movies on my list i think i'm up to date with that <laughs> music wise i've been listening to the the new album that i bought uh anorex Mm-hmm. which is the Bind Torture cast, so shout out to Chris. I've been listening to that a lot on very loud headphones. So it's like, I end up sending him an email saying, I love this music. At some point, me and you need to have a conversation about your music being used in a film. And so at some point, that conversation will happen. But I am loving his EPs. They are, they're they're available on Bandcamp. You don't have to pay anything, but please chuck some money in, for God's sake. The guy spends... I think he worked out that for every every minute of music... It takes him about an hour to put together because he'd mentioned that on his recent episode because he was talking about the eps and stuff and somebody had asked him that question and considering like each ep is about 50 minutes or whatever (laughs) so it's more like an lp really isn't it uh that's a lot of hours that he spends in so just chuck some money in there but i'm really loving the music i did listen to it through my ipod without headphones and that's probably the equivalent of watching Jurassic Park on your phone compared to watching it at the cinema or on a projector. <laughs> so if you do listen to his music, put some big old headphones on and turn the volume up and treat your ears to some uh, some cool music. So I've been listening to a lot of that. I am now into the very final chapter of Chasing the Light by Oliver Stone. Makes mm-hmm. me sad because I've I'm, I'm really, really enjoyed that book. That's why I've been reading it really, really slowly because I don't want to finish it. He's just finished shooting Platoon. Uh, and the the book ends when he wins the Oscar for Platoon so I know that I've not got that long To uh, so hopefully by the time I've finished reading it he'll have written the second volume It's not a few months, be fine. It's not a problem, guys. winning writer. He's an Oscar-winning writer. Can't be that hard, can it? Really? But Get uh, on it. what have you
0: been doing in lockdown?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Watching me tweeting at him, I think <laughs> probably. Um, so I've, I've got that to read. My signed Seth Rogen book will probably be here next month, cool. which I'd already pre-ordered. I did have a look on the Waterstone section, but there's nothing really that's that's leapt out at the minute. I do need to check the W.H. Smith wonder, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing really on that. And but yeah, it's all quite a finished Halo Two tonight, so I'm quite happy about that. So that's my second Xbox game completed on my uh, Xbox Series S. Lovely. Did you manage to
0: unbox the one that you've got? It's unboxed, and uh, I I agree, it's smaller than I it's thought. it It's well would be. tiny, isn't it? You're like, <laughs> what? Where's the rest of it? <laughs> the the only thing is because we were setting it up for Addy. Um, It wasn't as simple as it could have been um, to the point um, at the moment there's still more work to be done. Um, The the trouble we're having is because it links to a Microsoft account, um, obviously, um, she's got a Microsoft account that's a child's account. Right. Um, She uses um, apps like Discord to talk to her friends and... Um, the Xbox comes with Discord Discord built in. We think, fantastic, you know, we'll just sign into our account. Yeah. Job's done. Oh, yeah. no, if you've got a child account, you can't access that. You can't have Discord, even though it's built into uh, the Xbox. And we spent hours trying to change settings, and every time we went to it, it was just, sorry, not available, child account. Oh. And literally, it's locked many kind of, of the features out of the system, all of the, kind of the add-ons, so you can't link the Steam store to it, which she's got a Steam account. You know, it's really disappointing. And in, from that point of view, because you'd think um, there should be some kind of parental override, yes, they can do yeah. this, blah, blah, blah.
1: But you haven't found one so far?
0: No, and the internet is pretty poor for... Any kind of advice, you know, you look at the Microsoft knowledge base and you it's like, uh, oh, you know, this can't be happening. Oh, well, have you tried switching it on and off? Oh, come on,
1: (laughs) you need to ask the Twitterverse. The Twitterverse is very, very good at answering questions, so do shout out Twitter and and they will hopefully. Okay, Um, so if you put a nice, put together a nice little tweet. Tag me in on it. Mm-hmm. I will retweet it because I have got a stupid amount of wonderful, smart gamers on my timeline, <laughs> and hopefully they'll be able to work that out. So basically, sounds good. Basically, you need to work out how to put a child's account uh, on a new Xbox and make it fully accessible.
0: Yeah. On to right. I don't know if you've done it yourself. You've got the. Um, all the kind of third party things that you can link it to. So you've got Steam on there, there's the Discord for the chat, I think there's Facebook uh, and a few others, and literally that whole section you just cannot access. Mm. Okay.
1: Well, hopefully, yeah, do ask Twitter because they mm-hmm. usually come back with pretty good answers for everything. Uh, so that will be good. But, you know, I've no, not really. Use, I've, I've got a Steam account, but I don't tend yeah. to use it. I really should link it, because if it can be linked and I can play my Steam games through there, that would be great. Uh, Discord, the only time I ever use that is when I'm chatting with the guys from the Golden Globus podcast, which I did mm-hmm. yesterday. They mm-hmm. use that as their podcasting recording app of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so film-wise this week, I've watched Death Wish 4, Death Wish Three, Death Wish Five, and then Death Wish Four again because <laughs> the the podcast we were doing was Death Wish Four. So I watched the fourth one and I'm like, I wanna watch the third one again. So I watched the third one. So I've not seen the fifth one for a while. So I watched the fifth one. And then the probably about four hours before the podcast, I thought, I can't remember what happened in which film. <laughs> I've got them all confused. I'm gonna make myself look like a right idiot on this podcast. So I rewatched number four again. Crack. And then we we sat down last night and we just recorded like a two hour two and a half hour podcast all about Death Wish Four. I have a blast recorded with those guys. I think they're great. <laughs> so this is my second podcast this weekend. Um, and yeah, we've uh, we'll, we'll probably hang up at some point, and then we'll we'll get together again and do another film. But I've no idea what film that is yet. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I did a look at CEX the other day, because we went in to pick my glasses up, not from CEX, <laughs> obviously, because then I would really need to pair glasses, but we were walking past it, and they had a PlayStation 5 in the window. Now, these retail Ooh. at £449 to, mm-hmm. uh, to PlayStation 5s. 720 quid! Oh. They're, they're selling it for in CEX. So the first thing I did, I took a picture of the label, tweeted at them, and went, uh, don't think so. 720 quid! It's terrible. It's-, it's that's to me. That's a scalper. Mm-hmm. That is as bad as somebody buying one and then just going on eBay and putting it on for a grand or whatever. It's, oh yeah. It's like, I won't. I won't do it. And it was like I was going to get you a PlayStation Five. I'm like not for seven hundred and twenty quid. You can't. Yep. That's just insane. I was very very annoyed with them. Hence me tweeting, going, uh, I don't think so. Somehow, but that's that's kind of shocking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. I don't know, you obviously, um, haven't been, um, putting together a new computer for a while, but you know, when I put Addy's computer together for Christmas, um, it was, you know, absolutely insane. The fact that graphics cards at the moment are selling way beyond their RRP, manufacturer's recommended price. um, you know, graphics cards that should be £400, there's places trying to sell them for a grand.
1: That's
0: crazy. You just can't get hold of these things at the moment because apparently COVID has made supply short and then on top of that, because graphics cards are used to mine Bitcoin and all these um, (laughs) cryptocurrencies, they are all being snapped up for that, so there's just none available for for actual gamers. Um, And then the ones that are um, available get snapped up and just shoved on eBay.
1: It's crazy, and I hate Sculp. I understand mm-hmm. the, the mythology behind it. I mean, if you could buy something for £100 and sell it for 500 I understand why somebody would think, you know what, that's quite a good idea, because it's 400 quid profit. But from, I don't know, I just, it, it annoys me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it really does. I understand it, but it still annoys me. So that's, that's kind of bonkers. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I finished Halo 2. I'm literally just going to start Halo 3 in the next few hours and just plow through. And then once I've finished all the Halo games, um, I don't know, I'll work out something else to play then, I guess. But uh, did you manage to get all your updates done for the system itself, even though you can't get into some of the yeah. apps, or are you literally just locked out?
0: No, all updates are done, which is good. Um, the games. If we're still downloading, which is, you know, some of these games are huge. Um, yeah, they are. You know, yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, oh, which has got um, Warzone on there. Yeah. That is just an absolute beast. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, at the moment, when Addy goes to bed at night, we kind of get the, uh, that's the Xbox <laughs> get out.
1: take it out. out, plug it in plug and carry it in. on yeah. <laughs>
0: Um And then before we go to bed, kind of unplug it back in the box and the funny thing is when we first set it up we set it up obviously with the wi-fi yeah and then we're going just this isn't going to do with how slow it is to C- cable games. it so yeah. yeah so then we're, we're kind of like sneaking off to the other room where we've got a, a cable and like plugging that in um it, and and don't get me wrong you know if you've got an adult account you know because i've set put my account on there it's fantastic Sign in, i've um linked it with my steam account i've linked it with my discord account and all that kind of stuff really easy but like i say come into uh, a kid's account there's a lot of it that's locked off and i can understand why they do it but on the other hand for the games and everything there's like a parental override so you can say i will override and allow you to play this for this one session until you switch it off or i will let you play this forever yeah. But when it comes to the actual built in kind of twinning with third party stuff, there's nothing like that. It just won't let you in. So uh, it's a bit disappointing. It was, however, um, you know, quite nice to see when I signed into my account that it started downloading the Walking Dead game, which I bought obviously on digital for the 360 years ago and forgotten yeah. all about. So, a lot of them were worse.
1: So I would check. I mean, that's one thing I'd been doing because my console, the primary one, which I mentioned before, isn't the Xbox, but I had done Xbox 360 previous to that. And then, so I'd just download all the, you know, the Xbox Live games that were dropping onto the system each month. They're all still there. I've got something like 50 or 60 games <laughs> that I could just download to this new Xbox and play them all, like Gears of War and the Telltale Walking Dead games. I think I've got Season 1 and Season 2 of that to play. And they're all there, so they all come down. It uh, should be interesting to see what they look like. Yeah. Uh... When, we, when we get around to playing them. But mm-hmm. I've got a whole bunch of stuff. Rayman, Rayman Legends, all sorts. <laughs> it's just absolutely crazy.
0: Well, I've got uh something that's now on my uh my radar that I discovered in the week. Um I I was actually looking for um a clone console that plays um PlayStation games.
1: Yes, you are. Yeah.
0: Um you know, original PlayStation, um PlayStation 2 you know, that kind of stuff that, you know, I've got games from these consoles, but I don't really want to, like, pull out, uh, you know, <laughs> 20 no. consoles, try and work out how to get a SCART into my HDMI port and all that kind of fun. Um, so I went on the Internet, did a bit of research and came across a console called the Polymega. Okay. And this is... this bit of kit it's amazing it's very expensive it's $450 um but it's a brand new system it's um it should ship by the end of the year they're, they're estimating uh, q3 2021 um and um the base unit is compatible with the original playstation the sega saturn sega mega cd turbo graphics cd and neo geo cd so you can put all those into it and it will play them. And I went onto YouTube really excited, managed to get some review um watch some review videos because they've they've sent out samples to some people, which is great. And these things really are top notch. You know, they you know this one guy got a huge kind of library of games and he was kinda of feeding them all in. And one of the best features about this thing is any of these CDs that you put in there, when you put it in it says, do you want to rip this CD to the hard drive so you don't have to bother with the CDs anymore? Yeah. So you can put these in, rip them to the hard drive, and put them back in your collection, knowing that you don't have to keep taking them in and out of a box and keep scratching them or whatever. Um, but kind of play all your, your old games Um what's even more special about this thing though is it's modular it's got like this section at the top that kind of clips off and you can buy these different modules that you can then clip in in, in its place so at the moment there's a module for um NES and snares uh sega genesis or or sega mega drive depending on where you are and the 32x and you know there's all these different modules and they've got more planned for the future so you kind of you can buy all these modules and play pretty much everything What's the price on the console, though? $450. Yeah. So that's not too
1: bad when you think about what you get, but it's still... It takes your eye
0: out. The actual interface is fantastic. It's very much like your your Netflix as well. So um, if you go to one of your games in your library, it'll tell you other games by uh, that maker, other games released that year, um, and it even ships with um, several built-in games that they've um, kind of approached the manufacturers for and uh, kind of licensed as well, because it's all above board. Um, it, you know, everything on the software on there is all licensed and, and that kind of stuff. So, it's a, you know, a cracking bit of kit, really. Are you tempted? I am tempted when I've got some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the so only I don't thing know what... to make it better, I think, is if... There was support for um, some of the later CD stuff as well. So it goes as far as the PlayStation, and they've said that's kind of as far as they're going. They're not going to um, the Xbox. They're not going to PlayStation 2 and above, which to me, you know, that would have just kind of cinched it and made it kind of the all-in-one CD player, really. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah,
1: Yeah, an all-in-one. Yeah. 'Cause I mean PS two and PS three would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then the Xbox three sixty. But but to be fair, let's say an Xbox three sixty, you can pick them up for like forty quid now in CX. Yeah. They are dirty. And two But be it's fair, just like yet another say, power the, power pack to of kicking around, isn't it?
0: You know, the Xbox Series X, if you pick one of those up, you know, like you say, that most of the stuff is backward compatible, which is impressive. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah I mean, the the fact that you can, you know, play your PlayStation games or like I say you your Sega Mega CD, I remember having one of those as a kid, um, yeah. you know, in beautiful HDMI. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's something that I'm going to be watching and hopefully at some point the price will come down as well. Hopefully.
1: But yeah. So what have you got planned for the coming week? I have nothing whatsoever planned. Oh. Uh, I, will, I will still try and have a catch-up about my filming. I've got a nice printed-out copy next to me of the Mimi script, which Mm. is number one, number two, and number three all combined. I just, uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing nothing. I have nothing scheduled in until the 1st of May when (laughs) I go back to work. I have got my COVID job on the 3rd of May, but other than that, um, nothing whatsoever until I go back to work. So I can just literally fill it with stuff. Annette's going out to get her hair cut for the the first time in over a year. Nope. Uh, she's got herself a, a salon appointment booked, all very safe and whatnot. Uh, the one I go to doesn't take bookings, so it was literally a case of queuing up. But apparently Annette went past there the other day and it was about seven or eight males all waiting outside to queue up. And no, I'm not standing out. I'm not spending a whole day. No. Just I'll... Yeah, I'll go in at some point. I'm all right. I can. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and grow my hair longer than Neil Johnson's in a minute. I'm getting my run for his money. <laughs>
0: oh, a little I, bit of a I way to go, but I'm getting there. Close to that there. at the moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still you, got a beard. You've seen me on uh, on video chat, but you haven't seen yes. me uh, as I am now, and I'm close. Um, oh. And I'm, I'm keeping it at the moment. There's no plans to to chop my locks off. I'm just thinking. You know what? Twelve months of lockdown and and counting. Um, I may as well prepare for um, you know some indie Viking movies or something like that. So if somebody wants well, to get in touch, you know, six foot six, well built guy, now long hair and beard. Yeah, I'm available. Game of Thrones, you know, one of these prequels or of Gods
1: Gods and Warriors follow up, perhaps, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. It could happen. Me and Marie MacArthur. I- yeah, have you got to the point where you could tie your hair back? I'm pretty much just at that point uh, now, see, where I could I'd, if I'd, I needed to.
0: I've been at that stage for a while now, so i <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I have my uh, my kind of man bun. Oh, um,
1: <gasps> see, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get away with a man bun, and it would <laughs> would literally murder me. She she doesn't like my hair the length it is, but you know. I'm not. She's, she's offered to cut it for me. I'm like, no, thank you. That's not. <laughs> that is never ever happening. No. So, but uh, but I don't mind the long hair. Like it's a bit of a pain in the morning when I wake up and it's yeah. like I'm all young Einstein. It's just you know Edward Scissorhands type stuff. But <laughs> but uh, you know a splash of water on it and whatnot. It it sorts all that out. But, yeah. uh, but but yeah, no, I have I have nothing planned whatsoever. So over to you. <laughs>
0: No, um, for me, work, more work. Um, I seem to be doing a lot of copywriting at the moment. Um, you know, for, for somebody who uh, grew up with dyslexia, that's not bad. No. Um, yeah, there's, you know, hopefully something uh, something more fun will come along other than a bit of work. Uh, but at the moment, no plans.
1: Same. I am, as I'm saying. Yeah, Annette's going out tomorrow to get a haircut. She will be out for the majority of the day. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit upstairs and I'm gonna watch '80s movies. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm feeling. I was doing this the other day. It's like I need to watch. I need to watch some films. What am I gonna watch? I looked at all the Arrow Blu-rays that I've spent money on. And I'm like, don't want to watch any of those. They all look terrible. <laughs> uh, I looked at the entire thing of Netflix and Amazon. And I'm like, if they're all terrible. I've either seen them all or they're all. Sh- crap, don't want to watch any of them, there was nothing that I was in the mood for, so I just went back and just watched a bunch of documentaries and mm-hmm. and stuff, so I'm struggling to find, I know you've given me a list of five there, so some of those may get ticked off, but I thought, you know what, I need nostalgia, so I'm going to run back into the the nostalgia. I've got a little bit of a task for you to complete, there is no... Uh, completion date for this though, but I just wanted to tell you mm-hmm. in advance so it can fester in the back of your brain, and then when it's ready for both of us, we can get it done. At some point, I want to do either a top 10 or a top 20 or a top whatever of films that define our childhood, possibly mm-hmm. going into adulthood. So, films that is, you know you could do like a te- top 10 or a top 20, doesn't have to be in order. Where it's a case of this is a definitive film for me. Here's why this is a definitive. So, for example, one of yours would probably be the Ewok movie.
0: Yeah, both of them,
1: and the story behind those. But there's so that, already so that type of thing.
0: Four, possibly five, on my list yes. right now. So, 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 so uh,
1: that is something that I want to do at some point because mm-hmm. I know I know that Neil loves hearing about our lives, and people love hearing about movies and stuff. Uh, even Chris from the *Bind Torture* cast, he he just he. You know, watches horror films all the time, but he he likes listening to us. I don't know why. He is obviously crazy, but you know, I, <laughs> but he I he likes listening to because
0: I like listening to it as well. But you know yes. that's me liking listening to you. You know I'm just along for the ride. And uh, why anybody want to listen to what I drone about, I have no idea.
1: I, I gave up asking why people wanted to listen to me. Probably maybe 568 episodes ago. <laughs> I don't even know if people do... but I do know if some people listen. But uh, but I, I do it for me. So that's fun. But uh, yeah, that's one show that I do want to do um, at some point. So who knows when, but mm-hmm. in the future, we will do that. Uh, just to round up, I had another couple of fights with some Twitter trolls. Lovely. Uh, it which seems are, to be uh, a fun. regular
0: occurrence
1: <laughs> now. It's just, it just ever leaves boredom, doesn't it, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not even lengthy fights. So it'll be like two or three messages, and they'll go, I'm right bored and I'm just going to block you. <laughs> and it was... So it's Prince Philip's funeral on Saturday, yeah. and I don't know whether you watched any of the TV coverage of that. I did. I, I didn't, I didn't I say glue it to it, it but after I watched the it. the
0: event because yeah. during the event, that's when we got friends over, So, um, but I did watch it after, and I uh, thought it was very moving, you know what I mean? It was. Uh, you know, and I have to applaud, really, um, the Queen because, in all honesty, yeah. she didn't have to sit there on her own. If she'd have wanted. All her family sitting next to her, she'd have said it and it would have happened because yeah. the Queen is immune from being charged in the UK for for kind of breach of the law. It doesn't apply to her. It's one of the kind of you know the, the, the one of the perks. The, the perks so yeah,
1: she but, could literally go out and strangle a swan, then couldn't she? Nobody yeah, could do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Damn, but didn't know that.
0: The fact of the matter that you know she stuck to it. You know, everyone wore mass and everything. And I think you know it's yeah. got to be applauded. And uh, you know, I thought it was a really kind of moving um, kind of tribute to to Prince Philip. And it was because I'm not I'm not a royalist. I'm
1: not like oh I need to watch. I'm not I'm not against them. I just don't you know they stay out of my way. The Queen and, and her family don't bother me, so I don't tend to bother them. That's pretty much where I come from. Um, and, but I watched the funeral because com- it's part of history, isn't it? I think? Exactly. And it's like, well, it's good. you can either go on Twitter and bitch and moan about Marvel movies or DC movies or whatever, or you could just watch the news. You know, I watched Live Aid when it was on. Mm-hmm. I watched Princess Diana's funeral when that was on. I've, I've even watched the, the announcing of the new Pope when that was a thing. You watch for the smoke coming out of chimneys because it is part of history and you, I was there when. Yep. So, so I do make a point of watching them. And I watched that and it was, it was very, very dignified, the, the funeral. And it was, it was moving. The choir mm-hmm. voices were amazing. And so I went on Twitter and there was a hashtag and it was Prince Philip's Funeral. And I'll probably say like 99% of people were generally being quite nice. So it was rather freaky and weird. You're like, why is the internet not being horrible and nasty? Mm-hmm. But they were generally all being very very dignified or look at the queen on her own. And But now and again, you would see a trolley little shit pop up. And one of them did going oh oh, i don't care they're horrible he was a racist nasty horrible person or whatever i'm like just and i always click on the profile picture and you go do you know what you're you're like 10 get get lost Mm -hmm. you've probably never read a history book in your life so i had a little bit of a fight with her and then just blocked them so it was (laughs) like because I think she she was on about, oh, he's a racist and he's a sexist and he's an abuser. And I'm like, really? Which website have you been clicking on? So she sent me a link to, to a BBC article at some point, which I never bothered clicking on. And I oh ooh, look, a website, must be true. Um, and then she said, what are you? Some sort of idiot. I went, no, I'm educated. I highly recommend trying it sometime. <laughs> <I'm firing laughs> that. And then she came back with some other thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of bored now. So I just got rid of you and muted. And then I was on Facebook and somebody was on there, and I'm quite good friends with this person, and they just made some sort of snotty-arse comment. I thought, well, I'm not going to unfollow them, because that'll make it awkward in the future. So I just muted them for 30 days. I'm like, you know <laughs> what? I don't need to. Just just
0: take a day off. It's somebody's funeral, for God's sake. I know when, Stop being a horrible little rat. When you look at, you know, it unless these people are absolutely vile nasty nasty people
1: yeah
0: there is nothing that they could do really that should mean that you say hi you know they deserved it or mm. um you know just have a bit of respect i think the one thing that hit me is i saw cuz the I'm going, to say, I'm going to
1: say the phrase popular, but the popular image of the day seemed to be the queen sitting on her own. Mm-hmm. And generally people were like, oh, my God, that is heartbreaking. Why is why is her family not next to her? And Oh, this is terrible. And they were generally really upset that this 90-odd-year-old woman was sitting on her own and she's just lost her husband. So they were generally they were being quite nice mm-hmm. with that. And then I think it was when they were all leaving the, the, the abbey or the church, whatever it was, and then there was a shot of Charles – I'm not a massive Prince Charles fan, but, you know, I he stays out of my way, I stay out of his. <laughs> and I just looked at his face and it just summed up the whole day. And it was a case of you're there burying your husband or father mm-hmm. or granddad or whatever. You're the most one of the most famous families on the planet. There's TV cameras staring at you remotely from a distance. And you've got thousands of people all sitting in their respective homes all tweeting and Facebooking about you. I can't even imagine what that's like. No. That's horrific. Mm -hmm. Because it should be one of the most private moments. And people are going, yeah, Riles don't need to be private. Well, they're still human beings. Mm -hmm. Well, most of them, anyway. they're 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 still human beings that should be able to to go through that day. Yeah. And then, you know, people bitching and moaning about the Queen and stuff. You think, that poor woman's lost her husband of 73 years. Yeah. And she's now got to go home and he's not there. It's like, Jesus, trolls take a day off. Mm-hmm. Very annoying. Yeah. So th- th- that was my trolley experience. Just, just slap them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a nuisance. But, uh, but other than that, I've had a very, very good weekend uh, very very restful I've got several more days of rest ahead good because there's no sign of me doing any filming <laughs> yet Uh and I'm going to take this list of five films and write it in a nice proper list and then hopefully watch some of those before we resume next
0: that sounds good
1: so that is very good but thank you very much for taking the time out Rob always much a pleasure appreciated as always we shall probably have a catch up over the next day or so anyway sounds good but uh you enjoy the rest of your night thank you you too and uh, take care You've took okay, it up. Nope. Goodbye. Bye.